Today is Saturday, the 26th of January, 2019. Now you have been here for five days practicing metta meditation. As you have been practicing metta meditation for five days now, you have come to really understand the metta practice and also your metta has already been developed quite a bit. So, um, putting effort into the metta practice, practicing with virya, you have come to taste the, the taste of metta. First of all, you may have thought that you were simply reciting the metaphrases. But by um, cultivating metta, by reciting the metaphrases, so after some time, then gradually, you have to come, you have come to taste the meta flavor. This can be compared to an aircon, air conditioning. An air conditioning is producing cold, cold air. And likewise, um, metta also produces uh, coolness. So when we feel hot, when we are in a building where it is hot, then we turn on the aircon. So, when it is hot in a room, when one feels hot in the body, then this can be tiring and exhausting both in body and mind. And due to this um, heat, when one, is, when one is feeling hot, if it's um, 
if the thought, if the teeth is really strong, it can even lead to death. So that's why when we feel hot, when the body feels hot, or when we are in a hot room, in a building in which it is hot, then uh, we must turn on the aircon. And then, after having turned on the aircon, then the body will cool down, feel cool, and likewise the room or the building in which we are will also become cool, meaning that all the heat in the building then has disappeared. Although an aircon has the ability to give coolness, to produce cold air, but immediately after turning on the aircon, it is not yet very obvious. Well, the coolness is not yet very obvious. It's only after some time that the aircon is turned on that uh, one will feel the coolness. And the longer the aircon is turned on, the cooler or colder the room gets. Let's say if the aircon has been turned on for one hour or two hours, then at that time the body has cooled down, one feels cool, and likewise in the room or in the house it is cool, all the heat has disappeared, all the heat as well in the, in the room as in the body has vanished, is no longer there. And likewise, metta, the practice of metta, loving-kindness, can give coolness, uh, lead to peacefulness and happiness. However, after one or two days of practicing metta, this is not yet uh, obvious. And it may feel in one's practice that one simply is uh, repeating the phrases 
and it feels like one has not come in contact with a meta. But, or however, even if you are just reciting, repeating the phrases, this means cultivating metta, loving-kindness. It simply means that the, the refreshing or the peaceful quality of metta has not yet become obvious. It has not yet um, come to the surface or obviously manifested. So if you wish another person to be well and happy and peaceful, so simply uh, and genuinely reciting, repeating this wish, this amounts to cultivating metta. Some meditators in their interviews with Sayadaw have reported that they, to them it seems that they are only reciting, repeating the metaphrases and uh, they said that they have not yet tasted the flavor of metta. Or they said that they have not yet experienced the flavor of metta. So please understand, by repeating the metta wish, for example, may my teacher be well, happy, and peaceful. May my teacher be well, happy, and peaceful. By cultivating metta in this way, you are actually uh, developing metta. Um, so you're cultivating metta, but the cool and peaceful taste of metta has not yet become obvious, or you have not yet experienced this cool and peaceful flavor of metta. This is like uh, turning on the aircon when you uh, 
want uh, a cool room. So in the beginning, just after turning on the aircon, you will not yet feel immediately the coolness, the cool air produced by the aircon. When you are, or after some time of repeating, reciting the metta phrases, cultivating metta, then gradually you will come to experience the coolness and the peacefulness of metta. The longer you cultivate the metta, the more you will experience the coolness and peacefulness of metta. When you practice, let's say, for a week or ten days, metta, then the kilesas, the defilements, will have disappeared, and so you will feel the coolness and peacefulness of metta. <coughs> then the heart and the mind will feel cool and peaceful and also the body will feel cool and peaceful. Yesterday in the interview, one male meditator reported to Sayadaw that his metta was going well. He said that he um, practiced diligently, attentively. He also said that he was able to, to, to cultivate the metta uninterruptedly without gap and that his mind had become really peaceful. And he said so after some time also his body became cool and felt peaceful. And the meditator said, feeling cool in the body. Um, so it's not the same of feeling cool in the body. How to say that? Um, the coolness in the body is diff The coolness in the body experienced through cool weather is not the same as the coolness experienced in the body through the practice of metta. He said, 
And he said, how is it different? And he said, feeling coolness in the body based on cool weather. So then at that time, the mind, uh, there is suffering in the mind. The mind is not happy. But if coolness is experienced in the body due to the practice of metta, then the mind also feels calm and peaceful. So this is something to, uh, to bear in mind, to understand well. So when it is hot, and then you turn on the aircon. So then, after some time, the body will feel cool. However, it doesn't cool down the mind. So, when the weather is cool, cold, that makes the body feel cold but it doesn't make the mind feel cool. So when the weather is very cold, then the body will feel uh, also very cold. And when the body feels really cold, the mind is not at ease, not peaceful then the mind uh, becomes hot, meaning uh, there is suffering. However, the coolness produced by metta, this makes the mind calm and peaceful, and it also makes the body feel cool and peaceful. So whether it is the cold produced by an aircon or the cold based on the weather, um, this makes the body cold and uh, that feels unpleasant and when it's really um, very cold, uh, this can even lead to death. And the cold or the coolness um, based on the metta practice, um, this does not lead to any physical disease. And the coolness produced by metta uh, leads to a cooling down of the kilesas, of the defilements, and it also leads to the disappearance of physical diseases. 
So this metta meditation practice, it's the the metta meditation practice is even better than turning on the aircon when it is hot. So when you feel hot, it's better to practice metta meditation. So if you turn on an aircon, um, this costs money. Electricity costs money. When you turn on the meta aircon, um, it doesn't cost any money. And, you know, it's not uh, a lot of work involved. So please, um, turn on your meta aircon and abide by it. In regard to metta, loving kindness, we uh, differentiate three levels or three kinds. The first one is kaya, kama, metta. The second kind is vachi, kama, metta. And the third kind is Mano Kama Metta. Mano Kama Metta, the third kind of Metta, this is the Metta expressed in thoughts or the Metta manifested in the mind. So the practice that you are doing now, cultivating metta, let's say for a teacher, by wishing, may my teacher be well, happy and peaceful, may my teacher be well, happy and peaceful. So doing the practice in this way, cultivating the metta in the mind, this is the third kind of metta, the mano kama metta. So please understand that uh, practicing in this way by silently repeating these metta phrases again and again and again. So in this way you are engaging in this kind of practice, mano kama metta, metta expressed in the mind, metta expressed by thoughts. The second kind is the vachi kama metta, and this means the metta expressed by speech. 
So, for example, if you recite the phrases aloud using your speech, then this is Vachi Kama Metta. So, for example, if you are alone in your room or if you are alone on the forest path, then you could recite the Metta Vish aloud, reciting it, May all beings be well, happy and peaceful. May all beings be well, happy and peaceful. So by using your speech and cultivating metta, this amounts to vachi kamma metta. However, here in the meditation hall, you should not recite the phrases aloud. However, when the mind is very restless, when there are many thoughts arising, then you may very quietly uh, recite the phrases for yourself. So, in a way, like whispering to yourself, but your neighbor should not be able to hear your words. Because for the samadhi, for the concentration, um, sounds uh, are not conducive or meditators are afraid of sounds because they uh, can be a hindrance for the deepening of concentration. So usually meditators are afraid of sounds. Also, for example, the sounds of the steps, the stepping when walking inside the meditation hall. So dong, 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 <laughs> these kind of noises meditators are afraid of. That's why whenever you come into the meditation hall or when you leave the meditation hall, please be very careful that you do not make any noise with your stepping. Please walk very slowly. So please try not to create any sound, any noise. So please walk like a thief. Have you seen a thief? 
So a thought, a thief, is very careful not to make any noise because he or she does not want to be seen or heard. So that's why meditators should be like a thief, walking like a thief, not making any noise. So when you are alone in a place, then you may um, recite the phrases aloud. So when talking to somebody else, talking or talking about something that is needed to convey, talk or uh, saying something that is beneficial. So by talking, um, using your speech, then this amounts to vachi kama metta, metta expressed by speech. So, for example, now Sayadaw is giving a Dhamma talk for the benefit of you, of the meditators, and so using his speech, saying what supports your practice, what is beneficial for your practice. So this speech uh, amounts to vachi kama metta, metta expressed in, by speech. Or else, um, teachers that teach worldly subjects, uh, when they teach their students, so explaining them something, um, making trying making something clear to the students. Um, teaching about a certain subject. So, with the good intention to benefit the students, so then this kind, is, this kind of speech is also vachi kama metta, metta expressed by speech. Then in regard to the first kind of metta, it's kaya kama metta. This means metta expressed by bodily actions. So uh, bodily actions that are infused with metta. Uh, 
So Kaya Kama Metta, Metta expressed by bodily actions, this can be uh, bodily actions of preparing uh, food to somebody else, of giving food to somebody else, or it can be uh, bodily actions to provide somebody with clothes, or it can be any bodily actions to provide somebody else with a place to stay, to live, or it can be any bodily actions that are for the benefit of somebody else. So all these kinds of bodily actions then amount to kaya, kama, metta, metta expressed by bodily actions. So there is um, a group called Meta in Action, and Sayadaw says that the, the members of this group have very powerful Meta. Greg, Narayan. So, the members of this Meta in Action group, they are Ayaviranyani, then Aria, Carol, Mario, Greg, and Narayan. So, six people form this Meta in Action group. So this group with um, lots of goodwill, good intentions, they support uh, needy people in Burma, such as orphans or half-orphans, or supporting old people, or supporting nuns, nunneries, monastic schools. So they do a lot of good work. And also they have been very supportive of different projects in the village of Sayadaw, Sayadaw's native village, and thanks to the support of this group, uh, many things have been improved, greatly improved. So for example, thanks to their great support, 
uh, there is medical care, free medical care for elderly people. They step with the help. Uh, the Meta uh, clinic was established in Taleba and it's open once a week. And so then people over 70 years uh, old, um, they can get the necessary medical treatment and medications. And initially there was no electricity in the village and then first of all they uh, set up solar panels to have some electricity and later on uh, electricity, electricity poles and lines were uh, built or established in the village. And also in regard to the water, water that people need to cook and to shower, which they had to go and get in the river nearby. Now, uh, water tanks have been established throughout the village, and so this has greatly improved the situation in getting the water. And also supporting uh, kids, students from poor families who otherwise would not be able to go to school or to study, supporting them that they can get a good education up uh, even to the university degree. And now the latest project is to establish a small hospital in Taleba. And so the Meta in Action Group, they are also supporting this project and they have donated 150 lakhs of Burmese chats. So, again, this is Seattle's native village. And so also the neighboring villages, neighboring villages of Seattle's native village, they, have, uh, they are also profiting uh, from all this support and it has also brought um, more happiness, peacefulness to the people of the neighboring villages. <laughs> Mm -hmm. 
So supporting others working for their benefit um, by physical actions, providing them, for example, with food or clothes or a place to stay and so on. So these are all uh, physical actions and they can be infused with metta. So these are kaya, kama, metta. Phys uh, physical actions expressed, metta expressed by physical actions. So among these three kinds or levels of metta, kayakama metta, vajikama metta, and manokama metta, the manokama metta is the most important level. When the metta on the mental level is strong, meaning when manokama metta is strong, then it will also be manifested in one's speech will be manifested as vajikama metta. And likewise, when the manokama metta, the metta in the mind is strong, then it will also be expressed by physical actions. It will be manifested as kaya kama metta. That's why we should engage in metta bhavana, in the cultivation of loving kindness, and make the metta really strong. So we should um, as, uh, engage in this metta bhavana, met cultivation of loving kindness, a lot. So when the metta has become strong on the level of the mind, of the heart, when the manokama metta has become really strong, then it will uh, manifest by one's actions. So one would even give one's life for the benefit of others. So the members of this group, Meta in Action, they come every year to Burma. They come from far away, from Western countries, in order to uh, support projects here in Burma, to support um, people here. And the fact that they come from far away uh, every year means that their manokama metta is really strong. So their uh, metta thoughts are strong. Now Sayato is going to relate 
um, a story of the Bodhisatta, the Buddha-to-be, in a previous existence where uh, he embodied this a strong feeling of metta. In one of his previous existences, the Bodhisattva was the monk, a monkey king. Um, near the town of Varanasi, a hunter uh, went hunting into the forest. And when he was in the forest, he, he spotted a deer. After having spotted the deer, he, he chased the deer, ran after the deer. When the deer uh, ran away to that side, he followed him that side. When the deer uh, took a different direction, he followed him. And uh, following the deer, chasing the deer in this way, then the hunter fell into a chasm. And as the chasm was very deep, the hunter could not get out anymore. So the hunter tried to get out, trying to climb up, but then he fell down again, trying again to climb up, but again falling down. In this way, um, he hurt himself, and so blood was running from his face and from his um, knees, from his hands. At that time, the Bodhisatta, as the monkey king, he was in that forest looking for some fruit. And at that time, he, he saw the hunter. So then the monkey king could observe how the hunter tried to climb up to get out of the chasm but fell down again, trying it again. And so the monkey king then realized that the hunter would not be able to, uh, to get out and uh, realized that in this way the hunter would uh, finally die. And seeing that, then Metta arose in the mind of the monkey king and together with the thought of wanting to save him, to save his life. 
So this is manokama metta, metta expressed in a thought. And the monkey king reflected that the hunter would not be able to get out of the chasm by himself, and so he decided to uh, get down to the hunter into the chasm. And he told the hunter to stay down and that he would come and get him. And so these words are vachikama metta, metta expressed by speech. And so with this, then the monkey king jumped down into the chasm. So then he told the hunter, so please um, hold on to me on my back, like on the back, uh, hold tightly on to me. Then the monkey king told the hunter, now I'm going to jump out of the chasm, so please hold on tightly to me, hold on very tightly. And so the monkey king, he jumped out of the chasm, and so they then um, landed up on the on the ground. And both of them were tired, both the monkey king and also the hunter. And so the monkey king said, I am exhausted, I am tired, I want to take some rest. And so with that, at the foot of a tree, uh, he lay down to take some rest. And then within a short time, the monkey king fell asleep. At that time, the hunter was reflecting, thinking, now um, the day is almost past, it's getting evening, night, and I have not caught any deer, so I cannot take anything home to feed my family, my children. So maybe I should um, kill the monkey and then I would be able to take home something to eat. Then I would uh, be able to take some meat. 
And so with that he looked around and at the edge of the chasm he found a big stone. So he took the big stone and uh, smashed it on the monkey's head. Um, this is called an evil person. So the hunter did not um, recognize the monkey as his benefactor, so he had no gratitude towards the monkey. That's why uh, he's called an evil person. And so after the hunter had thrown the stone on the head of the monkey king, um, the monkey was only hurt. And so with that, he quickly climbed up the tree. So he had been hurt on his head and the blood was running down his head. So, sitting up in the tree, the monkey, monkey king, reflected, ah, this hunter, um, he doesn't uh, realize that I have saved his life. He doesn't know that I'm his benefactor. He's really an evil person. He, <laughs> as he was thinking in this, he was thinking in this way, but actually the monkey uh, did not have any dosa towards the hunter. He had no ill will or hatred towards uh, the hunter. Instead, there was metta, really, uh, big and strong metta for the hunter. So, you yogis, meditators, you should cultivate your metta to this degree, to make it this strong. So please reflect uh, upon your metta. Is it already that strong or not yet? And if you realize that it is not yet that strong, then simply continue. And the monkey king further reflected that uh, although this hunter uh, had done an evil deed, 
but still his heart was full of metta and reflecting that the hunter would be lost in this forest, that he would not find his way out of the forest and not finding the way out of, way out of the forest, then he would die. So then the monkey king uh, told the hunter that he would uh, lead him to the edge of the forest. And he told the hunter that he, the monkey king, would jump from tree to tree and that the hunter then uh, should follow him on the ground. In this way, the monkey king led the hunter to the edge of the forest, to the place where the path um, led to the village. So then uh, they reached the edge of the forest and after that uh, the monkey king uh, because he had been badly hurt uh, died on account of his uh, wounds. That's why Sayadaw has said that when one's metta is really uh, strong and powerful, one even would give one's life in order to benefit somebody else, to save somebody else's life. So when we look at this story, the thought of the monkey to save the hunter, this thought is mano kama metta. And then when the monkey king told the hunter that he would save him, when he told him to climb on his back, so these words amount to vachi kama metta. And then um, having the hunter on its back, jumping out of the chasm and leading him through the forest to the edge of the forest. So all these physical actions of the monkey king, they amount to kaya kama metta. Uh, 
And so cultivating uh, metta, making it really strong and powerful, um, uh, fulfilling the perfection of metta and fulfilling other perfections. So then finally this led to the to led to Buddhahood of the, the Bodhisattva. The Bodhisattva finally became the Buddha. So may all of you um, be uh, by may all of you emulate the example of the Bodhisattva, uh, cultivate strong and powerful metta, and by doing so, uh, may you become uh, a noble person, a virtuous person, realizing uh, the truth, and finally realizing nibbana becoming fully liberated. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu.